I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness Episode 59. Today, we talk about canines and cannabis, and we won't leave the cats out of the bag either. So this is going to be one life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to today's program. Before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look at my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Dr. Carol Osborne. She is a world-renowned integrative veterinarian, author, and entrepreneur, a pioneer in anti-aging medicine and longevity research for pets. And she created and patented PAWS, Pet Anti-Aging Wellness System for Dogs and Cats. And Dr. Carol Osborne holds both dog and cat scientific patents. And she's authored international bestsellers, Naturally Healthy Dogs and Naturally Healthy Cats. And currently, Dr. Osborne offers traditional veterinarian care integrated with natural holistic therapies, diets and remedies for dogs and cats at her veterinarian center in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Dr. Carol is also a popular media personality and has been a frequent guest on Fox and Friends, The Today Show, Good Day LA, and Discovery's Animal Planet. And she's also been featured in USA Today, Ladies Home Journal, and other national magazines across the country. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Dr. Carol Osborne. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dr. Bond. I'm delighted to join you. Well, I'm really interested on learning more about this whole uh, connection between canines and uh, cannabis. So what I want to ask you first is what type of conditions are the cannabinoids found in cannabis useful for in our pets? You know, that's a great question, Dr. Bond. The fact of the matter is uh, marijuana in pets uh, is is being used in the same way that uh, marijuana or the cannabis products uh, are being used in humans. So people uh, seeking out medical marijuana to treat and relieve the symptoms of cancer, epilepsy, arthritis, pain, uh, different forms of inflammation, anxiety, depression, um, and in particular uh, in cats, if you will, uh, as well as cancer patients, uh, appetite loss. Well, well, does the um, does the cannabis itself? I mean, is it? Let's say you know, let's just use cats for example. Does it does it actually act like catnip? No, it cer- it certainly doesn't. It's um, it, it acts in animals in a in a manner quite similar to the way that it, that it acts in, in people, uh, so that uh, through its connection with different neuroreceptors in the brain and spine, uh, it can uh, stimulate or, or numb, if, if you will, uh, you know, receptors for different situations. Um, so with, with respect to appetite, which is um, very common in, in um, most cancer patients, to my knowledge, certainly um, in, in animals, in dogs and cats, appetite loss is quite common. And when it comes to cats, well, if anything bothers a cat, it'll stop eating. So appetite you know, loss in kitties uh, is, is a very common problem for many pet owners. And um, cannabis seems to do the trick. Well, you know, I hear a lot about the use of medical marijuana. Uh, is there is there a, a different form of medical marijuana that's made specifically for pets versus th- uh, the type that uh, many uh, adults consume? 
You know, that's another great, great question. And, and Dr. Bond, to answer that properly, I'm going to just backtrack for a second, if I may. Sure, please. And I think many people, you know, since I think it was 1996, uh, you know, voters gave uh, physician physicians the rights in certain states uh, to prescribe medical marijuana for their patients so that cannabis has become legal either for medical and or recreational use, I believe, in 29 states as well as the District of Columbia. Unfortunately, under federal law, marijuana remains to be illegal, currently still classified as a Schedule One drug with a high potential for abuse and I quote, no accepted medical use. So the problem when it comes to the world of veterinary medicine is that even though people can get their cannabis card and uh, legally you know, go to these dispensing centers and, and get different types of cannabis, that is not the case for pets. There is no form of marijuana in any way, shape, or form that is approved for pets. In fact, uh, the American Veterinary Medical Association, as well as all the state uh, veterinary medical boards, discourage uh, veterinarians like myself uh, from talking about marijuana, from addressing marijuana, and, and certainly, um, you, you know, from suggesting that it can be helpful. So it's, you know, it's it's, it's kind of a catch twenty two situation, if if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, because see, the thing that I'm I'm looking at because I've been in the he the natural health industry for thirty years, and sure. right now what what I'm seeing with the whole hemp, the the, the CBD products out there, and then you uh -huh. have Washington D.C., you have Colorado, and I think maybe Washington State or California, they're they're, they're working, you know, they're legalizing marijuana. But the problem that I'm seeing is is that the federal government seems to have put the burden on the states to either make it legal or create state laws based on if it's going to be marijuana or hemp or CBD type products where there needs, needs to be a national standard. And so, you know, right now I know the C, the world of CBD products is in it's to me, it's in a little bit of disarray because, you know, the government doesn't like it. States, you know, look the other way or they're saying it's okay. And then if you even have a website promoting the products, you can lose your credit card processing. And so it's completely crazy out there. But then someone like you comes along and we talk about uh, cannabis for pets. And that adds a whole new dimension to this whole problem that nobody wants to correct, I should say. So I can see where yeah, it's going to be very difficult across the board yeah. for veterinarians. And, um, yeah, you, you know, you're, you are, you are completely correct. And, and in fact, for your pet loving listeners out there, uh, We'll, we'll classify a couple things. So the marijuana that you and I talk about, uh, the cannabis uh, that has the euphoric fraction and gets humans high, okay, that is uh, uh, specifically termed uh, marijuana or cannabis sativa. And, and out of that product, there's a few different components. So one, tetrahydrocannabinol, uh, or THC. That is the fraction of the marijuana plant that is euphoric and gets humans high. Now, CBD, which is also referred to as cannabidiol, offers a variety of healing properties without 
the euphoric fraction. Now, these CBD products uh, are legal in certain states, as we mentioned earlier, to treat seizures, epilepsy, cancer, pain, arthritis, etc. Now, then you come down to the hemp products. Hemp products contain, contain trace amounts of THC, specifically less than 0.3%. And to the best of my knowledge, uh, with respect to these CBD products, they contain the same trace amount of THC, which is minuscule, zero, you know, less than three-tenths of a percent. The problem uh, in today's world of, of, of marketing, especially with the Internet, is marijuana options for pets run the gamut from bones to biscuits to tinctures to oils to treats, and they're said to contain uh, various amounts of the CBD and the hemp with, you know, with, without the THC. The problem is that because, once again, on a federal level, all marijuana products, regardless of what they are, are illegal for pets. There's no way for anyone to know what is actually in, you know, the bone or the biscuit or the bottle or the container or the oil. So I can tell you, uh, as a veterinarian, I've had different patients, let's say with dogs suffering from multiple epileptic seizures, go out and try a couple of these different CBD products, and the seizures have increased as opposed to decreased. Wow. And my feeling on that, yeah, not a good feeling, right? My yeah. feeling on that is that what what's really inside the product? Because it's illegal, because there's no regulation, you really don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I've heard, I've talked to other experts on this, and um, I've heard where a lot of the CBD products, and and regardless if it's going to be used for humans or or pets, that uh, a lot of them are extracted using solvents versus those that are promoting CBD products that are directly just an extract from uh, hemp without using solvents. So there's a, that's a whole other category and a whole other discussion yeah. on manufacturing. Uh, but, yeah. it, but, but for you and, and for fellow veterinarians, um, if it's, uh, how can you legally prescribe medical marijuana for pets? You can't. Uh, that's just it. Under, under current regulations, any veterinarian that prescribes marijuana to a patient would potentially face criminal charges, lose their license to practice, and be sentenced to possible j jail time. So you see, once again, we're, we're, we're in a catch-22. And I can tell you, as a veterinarian, that if we can get owners to, to get to their congressmen to, you know, get a bunch of signatures from coast to coast and get them down to Washington and where they all need to be, and we can get this drug reclassified out of the class one category so that we can run clinical trials and standardized dosages and things like that. Because Dr. Bond, on the other side of the coin, Cornell University uh, just completed a research project on dogs with severe arthritic and joint pain. Over 80% of the dogs that received the cannabis in this study, quote, experienced significant improvement versus the group that, that were treated with a placebo. And as I speak to you now, 
Cornell University is running a cannabis study on cats. So the product works. There's no doubt about that. But the legalization uh, it is a big issue. And we all need to get together and sign petitions and do what's necessary to try to get this product reclassified so we can standardize it, dose it, and allow people you know, that love their pets to help them legally so that we don't end up with all these pets in the ER that are overdosing because They've got a THC toxicity. You know, they, they get drunk and wobble and stumble and lose their balance and, and whatnot because um, owners are not going to wait around. You know, they're, they're going to help their pets. Well, yeah, and, let me uh, ask you, the well, most well, let common me, thing I see is they get overdosed. Yeah, well, let me ask you this one. Let's say uh, people in Colorado or people in California or Washington, D.C., and what is the difference between medical marijuana use in pets versus the toxicity in pets if the animal gets into the human's stash. Well, another good point. You know, today, with the way that marijuana is grown uh, quite, quite scientifically, the concentration of THC, you know, batch to batch, uh, not only is it much more potent than it has been in the past, but the concentration of THC varies. Well, we, we have no way to know exactly how much THC is in batch A versus batch B. The owners don't either. And, you know, figure out different ways to offer it to their pets. And, and, and as I said, uh, usually giving the pet too much, um, which, you know, is, isn't helpful to the, pet, to the pet either. Well, then, um, well, yeah, because, you know, I hear, and I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, I hear, I don't smoke it, but... Uh, you know, the, these shops that are popping up uh, in various places and there's different grades. Place, yeah. yeah, different grades and different strengths of of uh, marijuana that people want to sit around and smoke. Uh, you know, some people or companies are making it into gummy bears and candy and people end oh, up yeah. Oh, yeah. taking way too much. Can can you actually kill a pet with marijuana? No, there, there are no published fatalities. Um, and and what, what I tell people is give them less instead of more because you can always give them more. Um, and, and that's I, I think that that's an important fact. And, and you have to understand that, that, that veterinarians, myself included, uh, it, it's frustrating. Um, there are no published dosages. There's no guidelines. And most importantly, there's no standardization or regulation of the products currently on the market for pets. So. What I'm trying to say is that regardless of what the labels say, there is no way to know what is actually, you know, inside that specific container. And I say buyer beware because marijuana is big, big business. And lots of people, veterinarians included, are jumping onto the bandwagon. But, you know, despite the marketing and the claims and the online testimonials, uh, true medical benefits from hemp. I, I I scratch my head. Well, I I, I, um, I agree. I agree with you because I've seen where it, it seems like uh, the FTC, the FDA are coming harder, uh, are coming down harder on CBD companies saying, OK, you know, we need to know the level of your CBD and the level of the THC. The THC cannot, uh, you know, go above point right, zero right. three or zero zero three. And these people will go to jail if the THC 
is very barely elevated, but they don't even look at the people making all of these products in, let's say, Colorado. Now, for you, your clinic, your veterinarian clinic is in Ohio. Now, if what are the veterinarians doing in the state of Colorado? Are they allowed to prescribe marijuana for Absolutely pets? not. Absolutely not. But I'll tell you what veterinarians in Colorado are doing <laughs> is the veterinarians that are working in the emergency rooms have like a 12-fold increase in pets coming in because they overdosed on pot. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, Colorado's a state, obviously, where pot's been legal for many years. Um, so as, as a veterinarian, the, uh, there is a dramatic increase uh, in pets, in, you know, intoxicated with pot. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's a real problem. And I, I think um, we need to band together. We need to let our voices be heard across the country. Uh, local, you know, petition your local congressmen and other authorities to try to get some legislation passed, which would allow veterinarians, myself included, to prescribe cannabis legally for pets at the correct dose so that we can obtain the desired effect, um, you know, and not have a bunch of intoxicated pets. Well, let me ask you this. Is there a, uh, is there any type of association of veterinarians that are banding together to maybe work out some type of uh, guidelines for the federal government or the state level uh, in the areas of using uh, marijuana or medical marijuana for uh, healing of pet conditions or supporting well, absolutely. health conditions? Absolutely. Cornell University is a big one. The, uh, the College of Veterinary Medicine at Cornell University in New York uh, is currently uh, running and publishing uh, this research uh, with these dogs and cats that are being given uh, cannabis, that are you know being given given the cannabis, um, and, and they're they're publishing these results, uh, which I think is a huge breakthrough and a very big step in the right direction. Not only in a university setting to say, hey, the benefits in dogs and cats mimic those in humans. Uh, let's get together and get things changed around so that. You know, we could all all the veterinarians, you, you know, can can do this. Um, but right now, to the best of my knowledge, this all goes, you know, right right to the state level, and um, all the states, California, Ohio, et cetera, et cetera, Colorado as well. Um, Nothing's happening. In, in fact, there was one point uh, several years back where Nevada uh, tried to legalize. Marijuana for pets, um, and and the, and the bill was squashed. Probably because the probably because of the, the the congressmen and the representatives don't understand the benefits yeah. of cannabis for pets in general. Now I know that we only have a a few minutes left, so I want to ask you this question. I understand that you created and patented uh, a program called Paws P A A W S Pet Anti Aging Wellness System for Dogs and Cats. What is that? Uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful product. It's a, a combination of uh, natural uh, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, herbs, and, and other longevity factors that are, are rolled up into a, a bacon flavored chewable tablet uh, given to pets based on age and weight in the morning and evening. Uh, we have documented an increase in the healthy lifespan of dogs. 
uh, by up to 30%, which translates into three or four extra healthy years that pets can spend with their owners enjoying each other as opposed to uh, walking in and out of their veterinarian's door. Uh, and in in a in dogs, for, for example, Dr. Bond, who enjoy a much shorter lifespan uh, than than you and I, uh, that's a big deal. So you can um, log on to the website, uh, Um Read about it. Give it a try. But we've got uh, thousands of, of pet owners across the country uh, whose uh, dogs are doing just great on, on, on paws. Oh, fantastic. I was kind of curious because, you know, uh, you know, every, everybody loves dogs or cats and, uh, we're kind of split 50, 50 in my household <laughs> between the two, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as long as they get along, that's great. Uh, but I, I am very impressed with your knowledge and your passion and wanting to not only help uh, all of our pets, uh, more in the natural way, but also giving us an amazing education today on the areas of, of cannabis and what it's going to take to really make a big change, not only for humans that want to use it for medicinal reasons, but definitely for our pets, because that's a whole different genre. It's a whole different class of, of, of healing and uh, billions of dollars a year are spent on pet products. And I'm sure that cannabis is going to be part of that. And like you and others continue to get together and uh, push that agenda forward. That, that's that's exactly what, what we have to do, and um, if we can share any other great tips with your pet-loving listeners, uh, I'd love to join you again, Dr. Bond. Oh, I would love to have you back because uh, uh, I'm very impressed with what you know uh, with all of the work you've done, and uh, I can't wait to have you back, and we can uh, discuss this even more and also new things when it comes to cats and dogs and who knows, maybe birds and snakes for some of those who like those kind of things as well. So Dr. Carol Osborne, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this uh, on this episode. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if, you can, if I can just ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as I want to bring you the best show possible. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com and also my daily television show, Think Natural. And I want to thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness today. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.